Kia ora, I'm Stephen Moe. I'm a director and impact lawyer. You're listening to Board Matters. In this series, I speak to top New Zealand directors who I met on the Advanced Directors course run by the Institute of Directors. My guests share their unique perspectives on governance and what they've learned along the way. We start with the question, what would the title of your book on governance be and why? All right, well, it's a real pleasure to welcome Giselle McLaughlin, who's a chartered fellow of the IOD, the founder of Grounded Governance, and sits on the board of Tekao Nihera, the Medical Council, and is also the chair of Abacus Bio. Thank you so much for joining me. Tanakwe, it's so nice to be here, Stephen. I'm really looking forward to our conversation because you and I were both on a course recently, and the opening question in the course was, what would the title of the book on governance be that you would write? So I am really curious, what was the title for you? After a lot of thinking, I decided on Variety is the Spice of Life. The motivation for that or the ignition, if you like, came from the thought that I've actually been on quite a few different boards. And I'm not somebody who sits on a board for nine years, 12 years. I'm not a long-term governance person. I'm very much about get in, make an impact, make a difference, serve the organization, and then move on. In part, that's because that's how my life has been. My life has changed so much through my governance career. So it's not only been about the roles, but there's no doubt at all that the variety has been hugely uh, different to what I think a lot of directors do. And that variety, is that something that you had planned early on in your career or is it just sort of happened and and now you've looking back, you've realized how important it is? Look, I think it's a mix of two things. One is I need a challenge and I usually get that with the board roles I end up with. I don't know which, which, uh, um, which is the chicken and which is the egg. But once I've had a challenge and I've really given everything I have to it and and usually been very sort of devoted to the organization I probably get to the end where I feel actually I've given enough and I need to make that change and need that fresh energy giving start so for example I was on the board of the earthquake commission through the Canterbury earthquakes and that was a very taxing role you meant to serve three years I did four but at the end of that I really needed to to finish that's just an example It's really good. And I want to dive a little bit deeper on this point, because as you know, I work as a lawyer. And one of the things I sometimes see when I'm talking with board members is you're going around the table, introducing yourself. And let's be honest, some of them say, I've been here since sometimes 1997, you know, or 2003 or whatever it is. And I guess the downside is that there's not kind of a refreshing going on. And I don't think we can make one rule. You know, it's not the case that somebody um, through nine years has no new ideas. That's not true at all. But it is true of some people. So I think it's really, it, it really a duty of that director to ask themselves, am I continuing to be fresh? And one of the highlights of the course that you and I recently did was one director who told us, I've got a depreciation rate of 20% per annum. You know, every five years, I need to reinvent myself. Well, that person, I would have no problem with them being on a board for nine years because in that time, there will be at least two sort of investments of energy and learning and new skills. You know, that's a person who's committed to evolving. But a person who 
is on a board and doesn't do that refresh, I, I do have concerns about. One of the things that strikes me, I'm interested in your take on this, is that some people who've been on boards for a very long time might mm-hmm. say, and perhaps I'm thinking about not-for-profit boards at the moment, uh-huh. might say, but there's nobody else. There's no one else who's willing to serve. And I guess the counter to that in my mind is that if you don't make the space available, then you're never going to find out like there needs, you have to go out and actively bring people in sometimes rather than sitting back and say, well, it's easier for me just to continue. In my mind, if there is no one else, that's a failure of governance because succession planning for the leadership of the organization, both the board and management is a key role of the board. And you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of organizations and chairs in particular, the chairs who are struggling because they're giving too much and no one else on the board is willing to step into that role. And I'm like, well, guess why? It's because you are making it look way too hard. So I help those organizations reset their, their board teamwork and their, if you like, the social contract of board members so that it can become an attractive opportunity for fresh people. One that you would recommend one that, rather than one that you're embarrassed to say just too much work. And and the other piece of that, of course, is that the organization, if you haven't in that time, say nine years, reinvented the organization so that it's actually thriving and surviving, then you really maybe need to have a think about whether the organization has a future rather than just being something somebody cares about. What you're talking about is kind of a proactive approach, isn't it? And one of the things that struck me was this idea that boards need to be focused on the future. And in a way that fits this theme of if you're a future focused board, then you're having conversations about succession. And I really like that thought that you've just shared, you know, that that actually that's a key role of the board is to always be planning succession. But sometimes I think maybe we take things too personally. And if we're talking about succession, we immediately jump to the conclusion that we're not doing a good enough job or something like that. But actually, it should be an open dialogue around the board table saying, right, you know, we're coming up three years, Jane, you've been here, you know, we need to have a conversation. That's the sort of attitude you're, you're talking yes. about, isn't it? And, it? and it starts with self. So each person around that board table needs to, as part of the recipe to make that an okay conversation, obviously led by the chair. And if the chair's not having both the individual and team conversations around the board, then, then the chair is responsible for that. They need to make time and make create the right environment. Uh, we'll come to the future for sure. So just thinking about that title, did the title change or did it reinforce what you'd chosen at the beginning? So I, I didn't change the title of that book, but I did think about what do I want the book to be called, not what would it be called. So if I were, if I was to say, uh, how would I like my governance story to end, if you like, my book would be called Fast Forward. So Fast Forward's all about actually, you know, enhancing the speed, the agility of both the board and myself in governance, taking organizations forward instead of playing nicely at the board table and meeting the board where they are. It's about helping. It's like being a a source of ignition for the future. So yeah, that was where I ended up. I was like, I don't want to be variety as a spice of life. I want to be more deliberate and more forward looking, which is what we all talked about. It's interesting talking with some of the others on this podcast series that a lot of them have kept the title originally and just said it kind of 
reinforced what they'd already thought. But that's great if you were able to think, actually, what do I want the title to be? You know, like what's the underlying theme here? Well, partly it's probably because I spend, you know, my not my board uh, contributions, but my day job, if you like, is helping other boards, helping chairs, helping boards to improve their performance and their compliance. So, I, you know, what do I bring to that? And it's definitely energy and enthusiasm and mm, scary thought, but enjoyment. So actually making the board role more enjoyable is a key thing I try and offer. And so I want people to come with me, but where are we going? Well, we're going forward. And so that links into the whole sense of purpose of the organization, which is something that you hold so dear to your heart, but also the future strategy, but a a sense of of let's get on with it. I like the idea as well that board roles in our our serving as governors could actually be something that we enjoy. There's a really interesting question that I encourage boards to ask at the end of their board meeting if they don't have another sort of reflective structure. And that question is, are we looking forward to the next meeting? And people's faces, when I ask them that, the veil has been lifted from their eyes. Instead of dreading the next meeting, they've got this idea that actually they should be looking forward to it. And I have recently uh, helped an organisation where that was the feedback from this, the, the work that I did was, we're actually looking forward to the next meeting. And that's so rewarding. And there's that concept of fast forward again, you know, that or the forward piece of it. That's where I get my kicks from. It's a little bit sad, but a little bit glad as well at the same time. Well, I, I think that's an attitude shift. And that's why I like talking about these things is that too often, I think our boards are kind of past looking and it's like oh here's another report to review about what happened in the past and very often we forget that our primary role is to be there to be setting the course for the future and Mm -hmm. where are we headed what's it going to be like 10 years from now how do we get there you know and that does have elements of creativity bringing our full selves to the conversation Mm -hmm. if we're looking to the future and thinking sort of 10 years from now what are the trends that you're seeing and that's a really good point I think the trend that I'm really seeing is boards being more of a place than they ever were where people can bring their whole self it's Mm -hmm. much more acceptable to be a bit vulnerable to say hey this is what's going on for me I, I need to either step out or step aside for a brief time or People, board chairs, way more understanding of the humanity behind the board member than I've ever observed, which is frankly needed, but also exciting in my own governance work because uh, there's permission there not to be entirely self-sacrificing anymore. So the, the big question, I guess, is will boards even exist, be relevant? How will they change? And uh, certainly we're seeing, we're right in the middle of a board agility, a working working experiment, I think. So we've got a whole lot of boards meeting in different ways, different time zones, that sort of thing. So as an example of that, at the moment, one of the boards or the board that I chair, we have every second month we have a meeting. So that's quite formal, full agenda, very busy. Mm-hmm. So in the in-between month right now, we've agreed to do a, a an experiment called Director Connector. Um, and we just meet and we don't have any papers and we talk not, we don't make really decisions, although it could be used as a decision-making for urgent things, but it's just about being a team. So I think that sort of more agility is is a current trend, but there's that's still really got to be, to be playing out. I think uh, if we think about 
the for-purpose organisations across New Zealand. We've got, I think it's 24,000 registered incorporated societies that need to change their governance in the next, I think it's two and a half years. You'll be more across that than me. But a fascinating piece of work, and I'm really interested in, in how that could be made easy for them. So there's a there's a whole piece of, of focus on governance in the what I'd call them the medium term uh, land governance landscape that for New Zealand that needs to be done. And the other thing I'm noticing right now is more vulnerability in people who do board work instead of sort of, you know, I've got this, I'm fine, I'm, I know I'm awesome. Even you know, it does sneak in. There's much more vulnerability in saying I want to learn, I want to continue to grow. Uh, which I'm really enjoying. So, yeah, those are the things that I'm seeing more in the short to medium term rather than the 10-year view. 10 years, are we still going to be relevant? Well, I guess that's up to us. Yeah, I think you're right. The incorporated society's point is actually really interesting as we're recording this. And I'll send you some material of things that I've been writing on it too, because you're right. It's a great opportunity to say basic things like, is our structure the right one for the Mm -hmm. future? Because now's the moment to say, well, let's switch to a different form. So you're right. It's all about that fast forwarding to the future. (laughs) So thinking about all of the things that you've learned in your governance career, and and you're a focused professional, this is is what you do. You're going in to advise boards. What would you say is something that you've learned or that you could recommend to our listeners who come from a variety of circumstances? What would be of value to them, maybe wrapped as a gift but a challenge as well. Any thoughts? Yeah, I could talk about the gift I wish someone had given me 10 or 15 years ago. So I would happily give this gift to others. And that is a challenge of spending your time wisely. So that is about, I think for me, spend, being prepared to spend your time and, and spending's got quite a nice a link here, I think. Your time on learning, leading, you know, giving to others, And that could include governance roles, but it could include all sorts of other leadership opportunities. Rather than being driven by a, in my case, former lawyer, six-minute time units are kind of almost a paucity of time, a scarcity mentality. There's never enough time to instead look at how much time we have and where where should we give it. So... Yeah, I think that's some that's something I'm I'm still very much rewiring myself on. But yeah, our whole country and indeed globally, we're only going to to thrive if we have people giving of their expertise, knowledge, time to others. So yeah, that's that's how I would say things, I think. Well, it's a good challenge. I I agree with you. It's a good parting challenge for the people listening. So Giselle, tell me when can I go and buy your book? Do you think you'll actually write it? <laughs> Oh, look, there's definitely a book or two in my head. I don't know if it would be this one that would make the cut, though. There's a a few other life stories that I'd like to share. In fact, recently, my father has written his first nine years life story, and that's in the course of being published, thanks to my sister. And that's been quite motivating to say, well, there's all that stuff that no one else knows. And yeah, maybe with the gift of time, it might make the cut. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I encourage you just to jot down your thoughts and then all of a sudden you never know, might become 
the book. Um, I'll, I'll be there ready to buy it anyway. So <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And we've enjoyed hearing your insights today. We've touched on a lot of different topics and that's the purpose of the podcast really to get people thinking. So um, thank you for sharing with us today. It's been my pleasure. You've been listening to Giselle McLaughlin sharing the book title on governance that she would write called Fast Forward. This is Stephen Moe, and you've been listening to Board Matters, presented by the Institute of Directors, the professional body for directors in Aotearoa, New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode and you're keen to listen to more, then why not subscribe, leave a rating, and check out some of the other episodes in this series. Thanks for listening. Kakiteano.